Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. But what do you think about this weekend, uh, or this past weekend, I should say? Anything stand out to you? One of the least dramatic weekends in the Premier League so far, I think. Um, Least, uh, definitely the least controversy. (laughs) Nothing happened. I was looking at the scores and everything that was supposed to happen happened. Fairly normal, fairly normal results. Um, Arsenal got stomped. (laughs) Arsenal got stomped. City had a win. Darby, honestly, like... (laughs) I had like a slim chance, like slim hope that they might be like, "Ooh, we're gonna get up for it" because it's Tottenham. But no, so sad. Simply not. <laughs> Aubameyang just can't score, and just like our team is non-existent, and I don't know if it's Arteta's fault or if it's just the team's fault. It would just suck. <laughs> well, Pep continues to rotate the hell out of the city squad it's ruining everyone's premier league fantasy it's it's fine everyone's fantasy is shot you might as well not have any city players because you never know who's gonna play unless it's maras maras plays every week 90 minutes i don't know why i couldn't I tell you shit on him and then he like actually plays well and i'm like i'm still shitting on you because i don't understand okay why what does he do that's that great he scored a hat trick okay. against he Burnley. cuts inside and scores off his left foot if you let him cut inside, which 90% of defenders do not let him do, and then he just loses the ball. Right, I can't wait to you... watch him. I can't wait to watch him do that for 90 minutes this weekend against Man U. Oh God. That's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting game. Uh in all honesty. Honestly, the problem is you don't know what Man United team you're gonna get. Yeah, are you gonna get the Man United team that doesn't well, you always know what Man United team you're gonna get in the first half. The first half always sucks. They always but suck the second in the first half, half. Sometimes they can come storming back from like 3-0 down and just win. And you're like, the fuck? As as they have done the last few weeks, they have really been a different team in the second half. Basically the whole season, but particularly the last few weeks, Man U's been doing that. And it's really just strange. This weekend, this weekend, just sitting on the couch, my sister just losing her mind over oh my god here they are again stinking it up second half comes around i'm like oh, don't panic you don't know well they almost came back in the leipzig game midweek but they couldn't yeah. pull it out which i think is kind of funny honestly all right that's kind of all there is to discuss with the premier league not a whole lot not yeah. a whole lot happened nothing this happened. past week everybody I will no say, upsets. I will mention the the women for two seconds only because mm-hmm. Sam Kerr scored a hat trick. Fair enough, fair we enough. we love, even though I'm not a Chelsea fan. But we love um, Sam Kerr. <laughs> we do love Sam Kerr. Um, City looked good, though Roosevelt got an injured knee. I which did, means that she I will not that. be playing in the Arsenal City game this weekend. So cross your fingers and hope Viviana Minima just is a badass to be to be to be fair to the city women's team Rose Lavelle has not been seeing that much game time for Mm -hmm. them um Sam Mewis by comparison has been seeing a lot more shout out to Sam Mewis for her first women's champions league goal this weekend game winner let's go Sammy Mewis yeah it's yeah it's fun to watch very exciting it'll be interesting because Lavelle had she had another injury for a little while too which was kind of keeping her out of the rotation so she's had a nagging hamstring issue for a few years now either way this weekend we will be watching Viviana Miedema I will be because my only hope of being an Arsenal fan these days is watching the women be really really good 
Um, fair enough, fair enough. So that's all I have to say about that. Though it'll be a fun weekend. In the next round of the Champions League. Oh, man. Um, Speaking of who else made it to the next round of the Champions League, um, and more importantly, who didn't, Man U out back to Thursdays. (laughs) See you later. God damn it. They're probably going to play Arsenal and then Arsenal's going to lose. So is Man U's (laughs) problem... I can tell you the insider man you fan, not me, but friend has told me over the past couple so, of days. So what is the insider man you fan the insider opinion on opinion the problem? Is that he doesn't necessarily think it's their coach. He thinks it's a lack of leadership on the team. He thinks that like Pogba isn't there. Like is Maguire really your captain? Like that doesn't really make any sense. And the coach can, as you were saying earlier, like has been able to get them moving for the second half. But the problem is, is that they've been starting so flat that Mm -hmm. there's no one on the pitch to pick them up mid half. And then like, they have to be amazing in the next half. And you saw against Leipzig, Leipzig is good. So Manu wasn't able to make it back. Yeah. I think that Pogba is never going to be the leader at Manu that people want him to be. Pogba has had one foot out the door at Manu for three years. That's very true. And his manager, I I understand that his manager says during every transfer window that Pogba is leaving that transfer window. Like, I understand that he says that repeatedly, but like, he's going to go eventually if things stay like it is. He's not going to stay there. Paul Pogba, and people have a lot of opinions about whether or not he is as good as people think he is. And I think that it's hard to say that he's not as talented a really talented player when you watch him play with France. There's something agree. about Manchester and and him it, at Man U that just does not work. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I'm surprised he stayed there as long as he has. Me too. I mean, honestly, I thought he was going like, to leave a year and a half ago. He doesn't click. There's just there's a there's a and maybe it's the players that who who are placed around him or maybe it's something like that but there's a there's a missing link especially in like the middle of the park for them and you can tell because he's And frankly, I think in my personal very biased other Manchester is blue <laughs> opinion. I mean, the guys who win the game for Man U is Marcus Rashford. Mhm. And it's literally impossible to be a decent human being and dislike Marcus Rashford. Like everyone loves Marcus Rashford. He's a fantastic human being. He's He's a a fantastic soccer player. Like he's also how old? Like 20? Like he's not old. I love the man. I love the man. I I am a Manchester City fan and I love Marcus Rashford. I will I will say it, okay? But like that's how I feel about like Gareth Bale on Tottenham these days. I'm like Don't sorry, sorry, off topic. Don't have to get into that. He doesn't even play. Speaking of Gareth Bale, no. Shall we discuss our least favorite team in Europe? Wait, who? Tottenham or Real Madrid? Real Madrid. (laughs) That's such such an Arsenal fan for me. I said an hour, not yours. Hour. I was really hoping they weren't going to make it through, man. Me too. That was a hell of a group. Yeah. That was the most interesting setup in in a Champions League group stage that I've seen 
maybe ever, yeah. but definitely in recent years. Yeah. For it to go to the six game day six, any of the teams can qualify. It's, I mean, that's how groups should, like, I mean, obviously groups are never going to always be like that, but like, that's what makes the group stage fun is if it comes down to that day because you have like yeah. both screens going and you're like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. wasn't doing that because I was watching a different game. But <laughs> I mean, fun. as disappointed as I am that they pulled it out, I am I am ultimately happy. I think with that Gladbach went through as well that the other game ended up scoreless because I, I it was kind of fun to see them go through. I like, you know, I like a German team. Yeah. I'm a Bundesliga gal. What can I say? I think that Zidane saved his job. I think that I, I yeah, think Zidane might sure. not have been staying if he had not made it through. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. To see La Liga such a shit show this year. Like it will be interesting to see whether Real turns it around in the next round and who they who, who they, they play. Go? Who do they draw? Yeah. Yeah, because they are there are quite a few teams that are second in their group that are not fun to play against um speaking of second in their group (laughs) and the shit show that is la liga oh yeah should we address the barcelona situation can i say before we get into the barca juventus game can i just say weston mckinney that was a beautiful goal you were completely unmarked in the box what were barca's center backs doing i don't i know I but know what Barca's center backs were doing. Not guarding him? Like they were worried about Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh I will God, tell God. you right now. The both of them followed Cristiano. Weston McKinney is hanging out alone at the six-yard box. <laughs> okay, whatever. It was a beautiful goal either way. Okay, fine. Ronaldo, give you like a 0.5% credit. I'm getting Weston McKinney that goal. Maybe like now give you that much of it. But it was a really I nice don't even goal. give him that much. Okay. <laughs> it was really nice. I hate him. And I think it also, Ronaldo or not, I think it, I think that Juventus showed the weaknesses of Barca's defense in like two seconds with that goal. Okay. But let's discuss. Oh, I have so many thoughts about Barca. <laughs> Barca, Barca, okay. Barca. Can I just say, if we're going for full on, like, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, change not change but like regrowing I don't know overhaul (laughs) whatever it's called of like young guys and new players like you gotta just do it like screw it and go yeah this like this like Like, half in half out situation is not gonna I'm also completely fine if they do that I'm me too like I'm okay with clear them out like clear them out and get because and I, I do think that De Jong is playing well Dest is but he's like your best player your pitch sometimes that's a problem so okay so here's my and thoughts then, like, about Barcelona. Play the young guys and is Messi out is that bad to say Messi Barcelona fans say Messi be gone maybe okay okay we could get back to that but I have an opinion we'll and I back. think it's unpopular we'll come back we'll come back to the Messi situation but I think Barca <laughs> in general has the hardest part in watching it Barca for me honestly is watching Frankie Dion. He look is visibly frustrated. Like oh, so visibly much. frustrated. You can and see it. It's like hard. It's like hard to watch. Like 
it's like watching Christian Pulisic two years ago play with the U.S. men's national team. Like that's what Such it's like. An accurate statement. That's what it's like. Like it, where you can see him making the plays, you can see him seeing the field, and you can see in his, you know, face? demeanor, yeah. in his face, in his body language, so, how frustrated he yes, is. And Frankie De Jong, he's playing well. He's playing well. And nobody else around him is. And I'm just, I just want to shake Coleman and be like, play Ricky Bridge. Can I play oh him, God. please? Okay, I really think that, what game was, when was that? Wednesday? Whenever that game was, when he came on, he was the best player on the pitch. Easily. Easily. Recently, it wasn't like even insane. a question. He came in, he came in and, it, and it's, one of the things that I admire most about um, Ricky in particular is how, hard he works he comes in and he does not stop he has a he has a hell of a motor he moves and and he doesn't just run he he moves decisively he knows where he wants to go he knows where he wants the ball he knows where he's going to play the ball before he gets it he he both plays the ball right out of his feet and will beat a guy and then play the ball he's good on the dribble he's good on the pass he's he works hard. He's got a high work rate. I, I'm like, what is the downside of this kid? I also think that him and De Jong complement each other very well in the midfield. I don't know who your third is. I think you could play around with who you want to be in there, whatever. Yeah. But I do think that they complement each other because De Jong will hold back and kind of see the field and then pass. But Ricky Pete really gives you that he, darting movement in the middle that they don't seem to have. I I genuinely just don't understand why he's not playing every game. I don't either. And I'm hoping he's been playing more and often in the past couple of weeks. I don't know. He but was do, so good for Barca when they the restarted restart. after the COVID. I don't I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. understand. And honestly, like but I'm if good they, with like young, like like like, I'm fine with Komen playing all the young guys. But if you're playing yeah. with the young guys, he should be one of the like, young Like, he should be one of them. He's, like, 20 years old. Is He might be 21. He's I don't know. He's younger than us. He's he? younger than us. I know he's younger than us. He, ha- he has to be younger than us. I, kn- I know for a fact that he's younger than us. Okay. I think he's – honestly, Is I'm going to look it up right now. Age? I think he's a little bit older than Reyna, but I'm looking it up right now. It's going to bog- bother me. Yeah. He's ninety. He's a ninety nine er. He's about. He's ninety nine er. He's twenty one. I I literally love that I just googled him right to find out how old he is. Two of the the two headlines that I'm looking at are impressive. Ricky Pooj demanding an opportunity, and the second one is Barcelona youngster Ricky Pooj deserves regular play time. I've been saying it for months, guys. I've been saying it for months. But my question is, like, do you offload Griezmann? Do you offload Coutinho? Do you offload? Messi I do I, I'm seriously asking that because I do think that Messi yes might hold yes back. maybe I think it's a maybe I think he might just leave on his own anyway I think it's a yes and a yes to the first two and then it's a maybe I will always love Messi but I think that it is time for him to go and I think that that and I think that because I don't think the true overhaul can happen until he leaves. That's what I, I can because agree. as long as he is at Barcelona, they are going to inevitably 
want to build their squad around him. Yeah, and he's that's... 33. Wait, that's the problem is that they're like not going to be able to keep doing that. You, you can't build a squad. If you are building a squad this year, you cannot build it around a guy that is 33 years old. I don't the... care if he's the greatest soccer player of all time. I don't care. It doesn't I mean, matter. Yeah, you can't do it. But then the question becomes, where does he go? Because I think unlike when Ronaldo left Madrid and went to Juventus, Ronaldo, you can just put in and like Ronaldo, you can plug there, into any team right? and he, he works. He can go anywhere. But the question, like, like if he goes to City, how is he fitting into your team without messing up kind of where everyone plays now? Like, like I think it, he might almost disrupt City more than he would help City. I think that, like, that's almost like the hard part with Messi is, is that he's so good and he's. So I don't good. think so hard that Messi can show up into any team and not and it being a situation where you have to build around him because yeah. that's just who he is. That's just how he is. Like, and so it makes it really, it's, I mean, and I, I don't think know, that, wants to go to PSG. Maybe we should just, <laughs> I would hate that. I hate PSG. I hate PSG too. Though, though we have to respect them after this week a little bit. That's very true. There's like a, a lot, lot to be attention. said. And I, but I think that, I think that the fact that they not only brought attention to the issue on Tuesday, but quite literally walked off the field. Yep. And and I think that it's even more so to the fact that PSG had a lot to lose by walking off the field. Like they were not in a position where they were on, they hadn't qualified yet. They were in good shape to qualify, but yeah. they had not qualified yet. And I think that they walked off the field anyway is a real credit to all of the players on that team. It would have been meaningful for them to walk off the pitch no matter what, but I think it's even more so the fact that there was genuinely something on the line. Yeah. Like it was more important to them and that that's... it was that it was a that it was a big game with actual consequence means is makes it makes it more impactful, I think. I completely agree. Um, yeah. But so, you know, credit to all those guys and it sets a precedent too for something like that to happen again. It does. If, it does. If there feels the need for it to happen. Like if something bad ha- like that happens again, it does I set think a precedent for yeah. They can they can do that as like a feasible like action, and it'll be okay. That they can take, yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else to discuss as far as Champions League goes? Not no, really. Draw comes Not out until on the Monday. draw. We haven't actually discussed the ESPN. Um, what is it? Top a hundred um, mm-hmm. players at all, which is kind of surprising. I've talked about it with like five other people. We haven't really discussed it. So actually, I want to discuss um, quickly this the 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 divisions. The division. I want to talk Between about the division. Between wing, forward, and striker, and attacking mid and central mid. <laughs> Maybe that's not it. Maybe that's me. No, I agree. What what are we? what is the difference between a winger, a striker and a forward forwards clearly meet or a striker clearly means a nine, a nine, right? Like these are the best nines in the world. Right. And, and a winger yeah. is pretty straightforward, but what is a forward? Messi. Are we talking, is this a 10? Well, I don't but know. 10s are usually attacking midfielders. So I, the list, the list of forwards is like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Neymar, Salah, Aubameyang, Son, Dybala, Rashford. But see, 
what does that here's like, how is but Ronaldo the, the difference between no but how is how is Mbappe and Neymar and Salah all the same position? not wings aren't they wingers they're wingers these are all wingers yeah, but are they Salah is a winger but are they considering the wing part of the midfield they better not be because Mane is on like is four, as a winger too oh Sterling is listed as a winger which uh, I would say is true. Sterling's a winger. Yeah, I would agree with that. But he's also a forward. But he's also a forward. So, so this is thing. my the, my main my main gripe with the rankings is that this is a that's a silly distinction. To that most of the guys on the forward list and the winger list are interchangeable. You could say this guy's a forward and this guy's a winger, right? So do we want to just go through the list and talk about them? Because I, I have, I have, well, and we can talk about the things that I think I would change from these two as we go. But do you want to start, start with goalies, with? though? I was going to say, yeah, start let's with let's start with goalkeeper. That's straightforward. It's easy, I think. Um, they have unpopular top ten here. Unpopular opinion: I don't think that Manuel Neuer is the best goalkeeper in the world right anymore. I think he's almost number one on precedent these days. I agree. And Byron obviously had a phenomenal season last year. So I think he played really, really well. He did part of the season for Byron. I think the first half he wasn't as good, but I, 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 as as much as it be there as I'm not going to be like super mad about, about it, but as much as it physically pains me to say this, I would put Alex on the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't argue with that if they had been um, switched. I wouldn't argue with that. I don't I don't have a ton else to say about this other no. than the fact that I don't think David De Gea is good. I think David De Gea is one <laughs> of the most overrated goalkeepers in all soccer. Uh, I think he's barely better than Keppa. I said it. I said it, and I don't oh, regret it. Man. Hang on him. to right back, top right back. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold. <sighs> As much as I hate to say it, it's hard to argue with that. No, I can't argue with it either. Um, um, it's nice to see Dest getting in there. Kind of surprised, honestly. Top 10. It is. I'm, I think it's deserved, though. I, yeah. I'm surprised to see Kyle Walker this high, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> As a City fan, We're kind one of, of my weekly... One of my we I am a certified member of the Kyle Walker hate club. <laughs> um I think he's really good going forward I think he's absolutely useless defensively um and he pisses me off endlessly I am one of my weekly rituals is um shit on Kyle Walker on Twitter so but otherwise um I mean I think Hakimi being up so high really is a notable factor only because I think do you think Dortmund is missing him from, I do think Dortmund from, is missing him. I, think I that don't think key that that's I think Dor- I think Dortmund is missing him. I don't think that he's somebody that gets pointed out as Dortmund missing him that yeah, much. I and agree. I do think they miss him. Um, but I'm I think Carvajal being this high is a bit surprising to me. I don't feel like he's made that much of an impact for Madrid recently, but I don't have a guy that I think should be up there instead of him. I just feel that's like kind of I just feel like he hasn't made a huge difference impact yeah. for them. Um yeah. Pavard at right. Yeah. Pavard, I think is probably deservedly up there. Yeah. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about the rest of this. Yeah. All right. Center back. Um, Can I just say, thank God Sergio Ramos is not number one. (laughs) Don't hate me. Sergio Ramos is better than Virgil van Dyke. 
Oh, I mean, I agree, but I still like to see a two next to his name instead of a one. I hate Sergio Ramos <laughs> probably so more than maybe any other soccer player. I hate Sergio no, Ramos is incredibly simple because he is so disgustingly dirty and he's so good because he's so good. He doesn't need to be that nasty. He could be winning these balls without fouling anybody. That's he has no point. excuse. He's just cynical. He's it infuriates me because he's so good. But the fact that anyone actually genuinely thinks that Virgil van Dyke is a better defender than Sergio Ramos is. Yes. Anyway, I think he's Alba a great is, defender. I think but. Alba is deserving to be up there. I think he's, he made the shift from wing back to center back. He was very deserving of that, um, mm-hmm. especially in Byron's successes. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that um, I feel good about Laporte. Um, I'm a little bit surprised that Koulibaly is at four just because Napoli is like, didn't do that much. Um, maybe I guess, but like how far did they get in the Champions League? I don't don't know, but they've, they've been decent also in no, uh, like they're decent, but it's, it's, I'm, I don't, I think Koulibaly deserves to be top 10. I'm a little bit surprised. He's four. four. I'm not angry about it. I'm just a little surprised left back. Okay, Robertson? I'm gonna I'm gonna get this is this is gonna get me. Everyone's gonna be like, this bitch just fucking hates Liverpool. Which is true. But here's the thing that I don't get. I genuinely, when I watch Liverpool, like I genuinely don't get the hype on on Andrew Robertson. And here's why. When I watch Liverpool, I like literally don't notice him. Like I just yeah, genuinely like but you I know, also like, don't watch them that much. I I've been watching them more this year and every Liverpool fan I know is like all hype on Andrew Robertson. And I, I simply just like, don't like, I don't follow. Like I, and I suppose he gets a lot of assists, I guess. And like, I guess he, maybe he makes a lot of play. I don't know. I just, I, this one is not like a, I don't, I hate Liverpool. So fuck Andrew Robertson. Like this one is like, I genuinely like don't notice him when I play. And I kind of make a habit to try to, to like watch for who's making the plays, you know, sort of low key. You know what I mean? Like the guys who aren't flashy that just are sort of there, which is what everyone says Andrew Robertson is, but I still like, don't notice him doing that much. So I, I can't like, genuinely be like no he doesn't deserve this but like I would not have I don't think about him the thing is if you like if you ask me like Katya like who are the most valuable players on Liverpool like he doesn't come to my head like I don't I don't know I like I just whatever yeah that's that's my Um, only thoughts on that um outside of that alfonso davies um well deserved i think at number two um jordy alba honestly i'm a little surprised i'm I'm a little surprised because i just don't think he's had a great year um i think he has been in the past 10 years one of the best left backs but i just don't think he had that great of a year last year um I'm happy to see Guerrero get the nod from Dortmund. Yeah. I think he's a little bit underrated, actually, most of the time. I can, I, I definitely um, agree. Yeah. Chilwell. I have mixed feelings on Ben Chilwell. I'm going to be honest. I think he is, much like Kyle Walker, really good offensively and pretty useless on the defensive end. Um, yeah. And I'm hesitant to say this because I think some people are going to not like it. But in general, I think that 
um, outside backs are starting, people are starting to care less about whether or not they can contribute defensively. Yep. And I don't know if I like that. The whole like point of an effective, of an effective wing back is that they are both effective offensively and defensively. And I think that as much as I dislike his team, Alexander Arnold is an example of a guy who is that. He's both very effective offensively and a very good defender. And I just think that a lot of the guys on this list or just on these lists in general are really just wingers. Well, I mean, Alfonso Davies was a midfielder and Bayern basically had to just convert him to playing defense, right? Like they converted him. And I just think that like right, right, right back. The, the Ben Chilwells and the Kyle Walkers of the world are not actually good defenders. They're just fast. Well, right. And that's what we were saying about Alfonso Davies, too, is that he's great pushing forward and he's so damn fast, he can just get back. And, I mean, he's effective on defense. But it's it's, it's a change of the game, I think, yeah. right? And yeah. that's what happens. It's just, it's a no. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think I love it. It just kind of is. I think that... Because I think that the they're still required to help defensively. So it, until they change the formations to where they're not required to help defensively, then they need to be able to defend. And yep. anyway, that's a whole anyway. different conversation. Top central midfielder? This is I a category I'm confused about. This is a I category I'm confused like about. It's a six, but it's not. Really. Kimmich isn't a six. <laughs> it's, it's not, but I don't know what it is. Henderson isn't a six. So what really gets me about this, right, is that list. Jordan Henderson, Jordan Henderson is is on this list, right? And I have a whole set of gripes with Jordan we not, Henderson. We won't get into it, but yes. But but ma- mainly, most of my gripes with Jordan Henderson stem from his comparisons with Kevin De Bru- the people, the way people compare him to Kevin De Bruyne, and they're not even in the same category here. I'm confused. Do they not play the same position? I, like I was, I thought they did. I'm. I think, however, that aside, aside from my confusion about what it, this category means um, and the fact that I don't think, so despite the fact that Jordan Henderson and Frankie de Jong don't play the same position and so they shouldn't be on the same rankings, the fact that anyone thinks that Jordan Henderson is a better player than Frankie de Jong <laughs> is, I Stupid? don't get yeah, I yes. Frank, I'm sorry, guys. Frankie De Jong is really, really, one really of the good. best. Is should be the fact that Frankie De Jong should be top five. First of all, he was um, ranked two last year. Can you believe that he, he should went down to eight? He should still be ranked two. He should still be ranked two. It should be Kim De Jong. Yeah. Yes. Completely agree. Because anyway. because here's the thing, they can't be just talking about sixes. Because Kimmich and despite the fact that um, Tiago Alcantara is listed under Liverpool on this list, he he's on here because how he played at Bayern. Yeah. Tony Cruz, I Tony Cruz being top three is silly. I don't think Tony Cruz is that good anymore. I think that's Casemiro. What? That's on precedent. Again. Yeah. I agree. I agree. That's a precedent one. I don't think. Tony Cruz was really good a couple of years ago. I think he's dropped off big time. I don't think he should be up here. Conte, I, frankly, I think should be higher. I think it's honestly, I think the top five should be Kimmich, De Jong, Thiago, Conte. 
Verratti, maybe. Yeah. Then maybe Casemiro. I hate the guy, but he's good. I mean, he's probably good. Casemiro, honestly. <laughs> probably Casemiro. Um, but I think that like Jordan Henderson, I'm fine with Jordan Henderson being six if you switch Frankie De Jong and Tony Cruz. Um, mostly that. my gripe with Jordan Henderson being six is that Frankie Young is eight. It's That's the ma- my main gripe. Yeah, it's my main gripe with that. Yeah. Um, Fabinho also surprised me a little bit. Um, I just don't feel like he's kind of another one of those I, players I just, that I don't really notice. Um, yeah. Again, I also think some of that sense. He has. I've, I've, I also just think I don't understand what this category is supposed to be. Um, that could be whatever. True. Let's move on. Attacking midfielders now. Talking attacking midfields. Where are let's the attacking talk, midfielders? Let's talk the number one attacking midfielder. Well deserved. No questions asked. Love of my life. Kevin De Bruyne. I love that man. I respect that man. He's the only bitch I consistently respect in the entire Premier League. Everyone else, get they're on thin ice. Everyone else is on thin ice. Kevin De Bruyne, I always respect. Everyone else on everyone else on Manchester City, Pep Guardiola it included. Thin ice. Kevin De Bruyne. Love yes. that man. I think um, also Muller after, like I think that. Well deserved for Thomas Muller. Well deserved, Tom- Bruno Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez has had a fantastic year. Yeah. Um, Goretzka is really good. Goretzka, um, Kai Havertz also. I'm a bit surprised that Bernardo Silva ranks this highly on the list for a couple of reasons. Um, the main one being that he mostly played as a winger last year. <laughs> uh, honestly, <laughs> like, but I don't think that they, they care about that. Like I don't, I, I don't think that that matters. And also, then, I think that I think that Paul Pogba should be on the central midfielders list, not the. Well, I agree because I think he's a six. Oh well, clearly whatever. Well, he's clearly a six or an eight. He's not a ten. Well, clearly we don't agree with this. Um, sure. Jack Grealish, I think, um, deserves to be on this list as well. Yep. I don't have a whole lot else to say about that. I don't have a whole lot to say either. I actually kind of I, the problem is is that when you don't really agree with their definition of things that it kind of makes it hard to it's hard to say yeah all right all right but let's talk wingers um (laughs) you want to speak to your hatred of Sadio Mane (laughs) I don't hate Sadio Mane I just think that um he's the king of flopping (laughs) honestly I don't hate him and I think that and I think that um the fact that people like say that that isn't true makes me hate him there's plenty oh, yeah. of guys. There's plenty of guys that flop. Like, frankly, all forwards flop. Every single forward flops. I'm every single attacking player flops. Guys, newsflash: they all do it. Your fave flops too. Um, but I I do think that he does. He goes down like he's shot. Like, if he gets breathed on heavy, like I, I just. And that's my gripe with Sadio Mane. But he's good. He had a good year. All right, fine. I think Nabry should be number one. I think so too. But as as my love for former Arsenal players who we let go and then became really, really good. Um, frankly, I think Coleman should be higher as well. Yeah. Um, I agree too. Uh I'm gonna say 
something that people are going to say is because I hate Liverpool, but I think it should be noted that I also hate Bayern. Um, I'm a Dortmund fan, y'all. No, but I'm I'm saying this because I'm going to say it because it's about Bayern and Liverpool. Um, It should be noted. I am a Dortmund fan. I... If I could go and be a part of the yellow wall, I would. I'm legally obligated to hate Bayern Munich, and I do. And I regularly try to talk smack about them. It's really hard, but I do. So when I say this, I think it's important that I that that is noted. Um, the fact that a lot of these lists are topped with Liverpool players rather than Bayern players, I think is really disappointing to me because um Liverpool won the Premier League last year and that's it and Bayern Munich won every single trophy that they could they could win Mm -hmm. um and I'm I just think that that this Liverpool team was a good team and they played really really well in the Premier League no one's arguing with that but um the idea that their one trophy is comparable to Bayern's achievements last season, I think is, is, um, I, I think it's disrespectful to this Bayern team. I, I do. I think it is. And I think that, and I think that it particularly irks me because, um, the city team that won every trophy that they could win, except for the champions league that one year did not get the same treatment that this Liverpool team is getting and they won more trophies. And I just don't understand, I guess. I don't understand the treatment that the players on this Liverpool team are, are getting that because I don't feel like teams who just win one trophy usually get this, this sort of like exhaustion. And I think that the, I think that I don't really have an argument with a lot of these, um, like Liverpool top lists because I think that these guys are genuinely good. I do I, like they are. And I think that they are g- definitely genuinely arguable for the best players in their positions, but Bayern Munich won a freaking treble guys. You're telling me that Sadio Mane had a better year than the wingers for Bayern Munich. I also think it's it's disrespectful I, to both Gnabry and Coman because I think they were like exceptional this year and they were I really agree. kind of the key almost like they were kind of the thing that popped out that really pushed the team into being such a good team. So yeah, I, I agree, I just, and I think that I, yeah, and I think that also like we're not talking about all time stats here, right? We're not talking about all time performance. We're talking about this year, right? And it was this Bayern team that was unstoppable. Nobody could touch them. I don't care who they played in the final, who they met leading up to it. They were unstoppable. No one was going to beat them. Going into um, when it restarted, I said it. My um, One of my best friends, you know this, is a huge Bayern fan. And I told him, I said, Bayern's going to win. And he said, don't jinx it. And I said, there's nothing to jinx. Bayern is going to win. Yeah, there's nobody can stop them. There was they no are one unstoppable. On that level. No one was anywhere. Cl- no one was even in the same atmospheric, like 
everyone was here and Byron was up here. Like mm -hmm. they were waist, not head and shoulders above, a whole torso above everyone else last year. And I think that that's not really reflected in these lists. Yeah. Um, I completely agree. Are we happy with Pulisic at six? Uh, I am happy with Pulisic at six. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I'm happy with Pulisic at six. I think Eden Hazard being at nine is hilariously awful. Okay. Yeah. Like I agree. I feel like that's just, I don't even know. What, what. has Hazard done since he left Chelsea? Please let me know. Got injured like five times. Been shown up out of shape to preseason. Okay, we won't like how is him. he on this list? How is he on this list? Get out of here. Maybe they met Get his brother by accident. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe they met Thorian. <laughs> All right, top strikers. Uh, Lewandowski. That's Obviously. not even. That's not even a question in my mind. That's not even a question. Um, Holland Erling Holland, I think, is easily too. Easily too. Easily too. I, I think those are at all. Are Benzema. He played. He scored I, goals. So he played well. About, like the striker as the goal scorer. As number nine, I suppose that's true. Harry Kane. Is he a ten? Yeah. Or not a ten? No. Is he a striker? <laughs> Like, would you place him as a striker? I don't think I would. He's <laughs> not a nine. Exactly. He doesn't play like a nine. He doesn't play like a nine at all. He plays more like a 10. Right. Well, Whatever. that aside, <laughs> that aside, it's hard to argue with his numbers. No, I mean, he's good. I can still hate him, but he's... Um, I don't follow Syria enough, but I to guess know. Lukaku yeah. had a good year. I... Well, Immobile has always been good. I knew Immobile. I heard He's about Immobile. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit sure. surprised about that. Mo and this being said with a grain of salt, because I do not follow Serie A, but despite not following Serie A, I've heard quite a bit about Immobile. I have not heard that much about Lukaku. Um, yeah. So just off of that, I feel like they should maybe be switched. But again, I didn't actually watch either of them perform much last year. So um, Sergio Aguero, where he should be um timo Werner had a fantastic year last year yeah um i need him to turn up in the premier league for me and my fantasy team please timo let's get it going my guy um, get his act together for you Firmino is another guy that like um harry kane i don't feel like he plays like a nine um oh yeah i don't know but that aside it's hard to argue he's top 10 in whatever position he plays. He's top 10. Yeah. I mean, it. I think it's fine that he's there. I, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I, agree he's I don't know. I agree with the placement, the, the position placement, but yeah. whatever position he is, he should be on the list. So we're going to leave it as um, Jimenez. Good for him. I think he deserves it. Yeah. He's been playing really well. He had a very good year last year. Yes. All right. Let's talk about top forward. forwards. I don't know what this position means either, but Lionel Messi was the best of them. He's always the best of them. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say on that. All right, Mbappe, you can't say no to Ronaldo even though we don't like him. Neymar, yeah. Salah, yeah. I would Aubameyang say. had a good year last year. Um, can I just say, can I just say, sole Arsenal player on any of these lists? That speaks to the quality of my team. 
I will say that despite um, my hatred for Man U, I think I would place um, Rashford above Aubameyang. Mm, yeah. And yeah. and Son. You, you, you I think I would also place Rashford above Son personally. I would say you could do you could do Salah, Rashford, Aubameyang, Son, and I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Um, Dabala, I think I'm glad that he made the list. I think he gets um I think he gets overshadowed a bit by Cristiano Ronaldo being at Juventus. And I think that that's unfair because I think Paulo Dybala is very good. He's also been there for longer. I think that Ronaldo showing up definitely, I don't know, messed up I think up he's very good. Yeah. By and large, I think that ultimately, for the most part, I agree with the top player in most of the categories Um, it's in the middle sections. I think that I have the most issue, um, in which I think that some guys should be switched around. And I think the biggest difficulty I have with these rankings is the, um, definition, the definition of, and the division of what these players are. I I'm going to be honest. I think that if you're going to rank players, um, having nine positions that you can rank them in feels like a bit of a strange number. Um, I think that defensive ones are really straightforward, right? You're either an outside back or you're a central back. And if you want to can, if you want to break down right back, left back, fine. But I think you could also make a list of just outside backs, but um, you know, that that's, I think when you get into your midfields is where you run into a little trouble. I don't, I think you need to be dividing them into defensive midfielders and attacking midfielders. I don't think that the division that you have here makes much sense. And I think in forwards, there's too many, the problem is there's too many formations you can play in that. I think you either need to have 11 position slots essentially, or basically 10 because you combine the center back ones. um, Or you need to have like four. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I think the wing forward striker thing doesn't make any sense. I really don't understand the division. Because I don't understand the division. I don't understand how they defined those three categories and sorted the players the way that they did. I feel like they sort of did them like willy nilly just so they could get 30 guys onto those lists. Yeah. You know, but I think think, last thing on this, do we think that someone was not included at all that should have been included? Hmm. I'm going to think about this for a second. It's hard because I don't know when um, they like count this from. And it's it because the beginning of last season feels like so long ago. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and if you I only count it from January. I think it's 2020 because I think it's the calendar year. Because So I think if you only count it, I think if you only count it for the calendar year, then I think there's some guys who showed really well in Project Restart that should maybe um, – I don't know that you could for sure say that Gio Reyna should be on this list, but I think you could make an argument that he should be in the top 10 based on 2020 performance. I think that you could make an argument that he belongs on one of those two def- midfielder lists or, frankly, the winger list. Who the fuck knows where he plays? He could be um, where he home. his position fits into these categories. I think you could make an argument that if you're just talking 2020 players, that he should be there. But I don't think it's a like a um, like a snub. 
You know what I mean? No, I completely like, agree. But I think you could make an argument that he could be there. Um, I think that there's some... I can't think of anyone... I can't think of anyone off the top of my head either. That I'm, like, um, angry that they missed. Yeah. I mean... Pretty good ESPN. Next week, there's no Champions League. So we are solely on weekend games. Am I right uh, about this? Yeah, um, so I think we'll do a probably... Um, hopefully there's some good stuff to talk about with the Manchester Derby. Um, and I'm not Arsenal crying about it. Lose to Burnley, you know, at this point, <laughs> Burnley sucks. Arsenal sucks. It's really an up in the air draw. Um, so, um, we will I, see you back here next week to talk about whatever happens this weekend and look forward to the, the holiday window. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on kicking balls.